0: Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join me are my co-host, Joseph. Yellow, yeah, Ian. What up? And Jay Hugh. Caca! That was a clear caca. I know it. Got that fancy new microphone now. <laughs> <laughs> that was an HD caca. <laughs> uh, this week, here to talk about uh, Daniel Craig's swan song as James Bond in No Time to Die.
1: I thought this was going to be a rhyming episode. I was so excited about it.
0: Uh, sorry to let you down. Yeah, once again, James is retired from MI6 when his love interest pulls him back in uh, to stop global calamity from ensuing. That's the best I could do.
1: That's pretty good. You got there's Blofeld's back and also Remy Malik's in this one.
0: Oh, yeah, and I'm Madeline Swan do we know uh, yeah I mean the, the usual players are in this the ones most of the people from the last film plus Rami Malek yeah he's playing Safin
2: uh, another evil person
1: man I don't even I don't even remember them saying that dude's name once in that fucking movie anyway let's get it
0: <laughs> what do we think of this film guys
3: so there's this term in wrestling and the term is overbooked and basically it's when you have to come up with so much convoluted shit to make the match finish work like like anytime you've ever watched that Hulk Hogan lost, they usually have to come up with so much bullshit to say that he didn't really lose, uh, that the ending would be called overbooked. I like this movie better than Transformers, but this shit was overbooked.
2: That was kind of my take, too. I think I like the first like two-thirds a lot more than the the last act. I think the movie like really falls apart when they go to that like disputed island where, you know, they're making the like the nuclear, chemical, or whatever, whatever it is, At, um,
1: it's nanobots, baby. They're nanobots. bringing nanobots yeah. back. Yeah,
2: the pan, the, the manufactured nanobot pandemic. Uh, yeah, the, the the like the first forty minutes is a lot better than the rest of it. I didn't love it, but I will say it's better than Transformers. On like the Craig scale of you know the bonds, I liked it more than Spectre. It's right there with Quantum of Solace. Probably a little worse than Quantum of Solace. The more I thought about it. And it's, it's miles away from, I think, Skyfall and Casino Royale. That was my take. Um, just like uh, some of the stuff they do in the back half of that movie is just like very melodramatic, very drawn out. I don't think it makes a lot of sense, that movie. Like the villain's motives, I don't think make a lot of sense. The positives, yeah. I think, would be I really liked Anna de Armas. Uh, like her whole scene in Cuba, I thought was great. I like the, like the haunted forest where he's taking out like the people in the cars with, uh, while he's protecting, you know, Madeline, um, the opening scene, I think is probably one of the worst though. Pre-credit scenes. I liked like all four more than that one. So I don't know. There's, there are a few good things. I think all bonds are pretty much better than transformers, but I do think this is, I was disappointed
1: for sure. I hated how much thought you put into saying Ana de Armas, Because I just wanted to hear you really go for it. (laughs) Christian, I
0: hated this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I really fucking hated it. Uh, I will agree that it is probably worse than Transformers. But as a person who like, I don't know, I would say I'm more of a James Bond fan than the average bear. Like I've seen them all probably more than once. uh, And I've seen probably the last 10 each at least 10 times. I love this franchise. And I, I want to love this movie, but I really fucking hated it. And I think probably because I hold the Craig films to a different standard. Like I like all the ones that have come before all four or good bond flicks, in my opinion. <clears throat> and this one's just not. It's the closest to a Brosnan bond film that Craig made. And I like those movies for what they are, which is campy 90s action flicks that don't make a lick of sense. That's not what I want from this version of James Bond. And so I was really disappointed in that. That's the movie we got. I I did not like it.
3: I you know, you you say this is like a 90s Bond film, but I would go a step further. There's an honest to God Austin Powers joke in this movie.
1: (laughs) There is. there yeah. might yeah. even be too. spoilers,
3: but yeah, I yeah. mean, like, like it, it was, it was like no shit, but yeah, go ahead.
1: It, it's funny. Cause I feel like I came away feeling a lot more positive about a lot of things in this movie in general, uh, things that I wasn't really expecting. First off, it, it, this is the first one directed by, uh, Carrie Fukunaga and I really liked like his style. I think it was, it was just kind of had a cool visual flair uh, you know, one of the things I've criticized the, the Craig movies for is kind of leaning on the continuity instead of just making a good film. And I actually feel like they use the continuity pretty well in this. I actually, I actually really liked um, his and uh, uh, what is it, Madeline's relationship in this. Oh, completely disagree. I, uh, I, yeah, I I, yeah, f- fucking. This is my turn. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they have chemistry, but keep that's going. fine. I, you know, I think it's, it strikes a good tone. I like the the reintroduction of the gadgets, and I don't know, like it, it to me. I, I think a lot of things about it worked. It seemed like everyone was having a good time. The one big, you know, uh, stepping stone here for me, I don't know, roadblock is the better word. Uh, it's it's a two hour and forty three minute movie, which you know by itself is longer than Transformers, but isn't even my biggest issue in this movie. In two hours and 43 minutes, they couldn't find one motherfucking opportunity to play the goddamn James Bond theme, the greatest fucking piece of music written in the last 100 years (laughs) anywhere. So automatically, by default, no exception, this movie is worse than Transformers exclusively for that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jehu, the three of us saw this movie together, and Ian and I have heard Joseph rant (laughs) about this damn Bond theme for like four days now
2: literally well, movies, two hours and 43 minutes. Joseph would not leave until all the credits were over because he was sure they were going to play I that shit.
1: I didn't believe that they <laughs> wouldn't do it. Cause that's insane. Do you know how good that fucking song is?
3: I agree. I mean, I agree. That's a totally legitimate gripe.
0: Uh, do we want to get, so I think the general consensus is that it's better than transformers, but it's lacking. Uh, do we want to get into spoilers with this film? Yeah,
1: Let's absolutely do that.
3: Uh, before we get into spoilers, I just want to say one of the highlights for me was bringing back Jeffrey Wright. He's so good. I don't good, know why man. he wasn't in the two he wasn't in. Because 100%. Fine.
0: It's weird to say I was okay with killing Felix, but that's that bit in Cuba is my favorite part of the whole movie. And yeah. and that that death hits real strong. And he's great in those moments. So,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, yeah well, I'm so happy to have that guy back, even for the short amount he was in.
1: And that's, I, I think, agree. I think that's kind of the problem with making this. I mean, we, we talked about this, the, uh, you know, comparing it to Harrison Ford in Force Awakens, but the amount of people that are, are seem to be having a lot of fun right before like a really definitive final end really just fucking kills it for me because I feel like, all right, well, this is the first time I've enjoyed them. Stop doing this. It's a <laughs> uh, it's fucking uh, Rick Flag and Suicide Squad. Right.
2: Yeah, my first thought walking out of the movie, I told you guys, is like, I'd be pissed if I was Danny Boyle. If you were going <laughs> to yeah. allow that to happen, yeah. why couldn't Bo- Danny Boyle make his fucking movie? You know what I mean? And my second thought is, Daniel Craig only came back to this movie because he knew he was going to get that ending and he would never be asked about this fucking role again, and that made him so happy. Because he looks sense? like so miserable Inspector, and just you're right. I mean, he looks like he's having a lot of fun, and he's like just embracing this final turn as, as James Bond. And it totally man was because he knew he was getting his ending and then he would never have to talk about it again.
3: That, that, uh, yeah, I, that was my first thought leading this movie was, yeah, Danny Boyle walked from this cause they wouldn't let him kill Bond. Right. <laughs> <Yes. Yep. laughs> like he must be the most pissed person on fucking earth.
2: Yep. Yep. That was, that's what we, that's what we thought too. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me. Cause the, I would have loved to see a Danny Boyle Bond movie. It I would have been great. Yeah.
3: It's funny because I got this movie spoiled to me on the way to the theater, but I didn't realize I had. Uh, uh, I was looking for. So how then, does long, it
1: really matter?
3: <laughs> right, but I, I was looking for how long it was on IMDb, and uh, you know, there's that section that says crazy credits, and the first one up was says James Bond will return, and I was like, "Well, why the fuck is that a crazy credit?" Oh, I guess this is why. Mm. Which he'll still return. So okay, since, since we're in spoilers, here was my main problem with this movie: uh, why the fuck was Rami Malek even in it?
1: Yeah, that I mean that I think that definitely is the biggest problem. Look, I, I I didn't like Christoph Waltz as uh, Blofeld in the last movie, uh, but I liked him in like the five minutes we had him in <laughs> this movie, uh, which is again part of the problem. A hundred percent. I mean, I, I I couldn't think of one. If you guys can think of one, a a two villain movie that works. You just got to pick one and go with it. It's not just the two villain part. It's that,
3: and I love Spectre, but everyone who has a problem with Spectre, it's usually that the the Blofeld story is too convoluted, that they have to have this connection in the past to justify their rivalry in the future. And, you know, I guess they introduced a new villain and just like, you know... Nerfed Blowfield is like, okay, we're going to try to correct that mistake. And they just did the same fucking thing again. You could have cut 45 minutes off this fucking movie by just leaving Remy Malik on it and making Blowfield the villain all the way through. And if it would have been those two in the like poison pool at the end of the movie, that would have been a fucking moment.
2: Yeah, I hate Remy Malik. <laughs> um, he's just, he's not good. He's never been good. And, um, and-, and I, I mean, I agree. Like his role. It doesn't make any sense. It's totally like Madeline tells that story about, you know, why she doesn't like guns Inspector, Spectre. And it's totally like, well, we need to explain that. And like they based the whole movie and his whole villain plot around this little story that she told. Like it just, it should have been, it should have been Blowfield. And I don't even think Christoph Waltz was great in the, in this movie, in that little bit, but it would have been better than more Remy Malik. 100%. It would, have, it would have just justified
3: all the setup for those two. And another thing is, I am positive. I am 100%. The screenwriters can come to my house and tell me this isn't true, but I am convinced that at one point when they were on the island, Remy Malik was going to reveal, my name is really Dr. No.
1: Hmm. Oh,
3: and that's why the movie your was named right. No Time to Die. Woo! And then they got to a point where they realized oh shit, we just did this in the last movie and they just chickened out. And if you, when you get to that point in writing the script, that's when you just scrap it and start over.
0: I, uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot wrong with this movie. I think probably, I don't know, I can't say it's my biggest complaint, but I think story-wise there's a huge gaff in that you, the real villain of this movie is M. And the fact that they don't ever address that and that that's the most interesting question you could ask, really. It just blows my mind. Also, to your point, I think you could do that where M is the villain
1: where, like, you know, in trying to... It's kind of the Nick Fury thing in in Captain America, uh, The Winter Soldier, uh, where, like, trying to, like, preemptively stop whatever. You've become the villain uh, that, you know, you're trying to wipe out in the world. But the whole point of, of his arc is that he got in this situation because he did a thing and he didn't tell anybody, uh, and that's why he's in trouble. And then at the end of the movie, they get in tr- in trouble. He does an international incident thing and he doesn't tell anybody. <laughs> Just so, launches like, missiles without there's any. No, <laughs> there's no fucking arc there. He doesn't learn anything. He doesn't do anything different. Yeah, hundred percent. Good point.
0: Yeah, I said, and you know, Daniel Craig would have never done this, but I I still believe you'd if you had made. Ray Fines, the villain of this film, the out could be that Daniel Craig's Bond becomes the new M. You don't have to kill Bond. Ray Fines is not going to want to do this for fifteen years like Judi Dench did. Right. So I, 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 just feel like there was that was an easier storytelling device and a better storytelling device, and they just totally ignored it. Dude,
3: you one hundred percent that would have been the jam if he was the new M. And then whoever took over for him had to use his name. It would play into everybody's belief that the James Bond name is just a pseudonym that people take on and shit. I I really like this idea. They're dumb that they didn't
0: hire
2: you. What did you guys think of uh, Latasha Lynch? That's her name, right?
0: Uh, I thought she was good. I I thought she was a bright spot in this movie. Her and Ana were my favorite two parts, probably.
3: Uh I, I think uh what what did we just we just argued over her name, Latasha Lynch. What was it?
2: Lashana or Latasha. One or the other.
3: I think she was great, but I also think this is another way you could cut some time off the movie. There there was no need for it. They could have just done that with Money Penny and gave somebody who was already there more scenes.
0: Yeah, that's a fair point. She doesn't uh, add anything really.
3: But yeah, on the honor of the armist uh that sequence was my favorite part in the movie, even though that sequence was also the most Pierce Brosnan
1: sequence. <laughs> 100%. Again, nanobots. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right.
2: The, worst, the worst line in the movie is the Austin Powers, which I'm assuming is the watch really blew his mind, and you just blow up a, a Cyclops <laughs> guy with a watch. And, like, I just, I, I could, like, I cringe and I hate cringing in a movie. I was like, oh, that's just, they shouldn't have done that. You know what I that- mean?
3: That actually wasn't even my Austin powers joke. My Austin powers joke was the thing when they were opening up the missile silo doors and, uh, it was basically like it's from the '50s, so it's going to be very Oprah complicated. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, like It was yeah, yeah. just making fun of previous James Bond movies, which Austin Powers already did better.
1: Oh, I thought I still thought it was pretty funny.
3: I thought it was good too. I'm, <laughs> I'm being very shitty about a movie that I mostly enjoy.
1: Yeah, the thing about the 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 bad line that uh, Ian mentioned is it comes right at the end of a really awesome like one long shot stairway fight scene. Right, and then they 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 like punctuate it with. That terrible joke is the worst.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I that knew he... that guy more from his terrible haircut than his, you know, his cyclops. <laughs> 100% style. same here. I know
1: he's evil.
0: <laughs> That's a perfect example of why I did not really enjoy this movie because that fight scene in like the stairwell and stuff, that was very reminiscent of like Casino Royale for me, like the James Bond in a Jason Bourne world type of thing mm-hmm. that we got with that film. And then to just ruin it with that awful moment it was like, yeah, being back, you know, Halle Berry Bond movie movement. It was it was bad.
2: Yeah. To Joseph's credit, I do think the guy who directed to True Detective season one, like there was definitely some I, I mean, I don't know who the cinematographer was, but it did have a flair. Like I thought specifically like the the sequence in that forest, like it had like a spooky, like a scary movie kind of vibe. And like I thought Cuba felt distinctive. And even though I didn't like the third act in the, you know, the the, the disputed islands, like it felt very different. Like, you know what I mean? A lot of times movies can kind of blend together, but I thought like each of the locations was shot very well. And like, they felt distinctive, which I think is more, you know, tending towards his directing and whoever did the cinematography. So I I did like that part of it, but
1: yeah, I I know I did make this comment and you're uh, jumping off my point, but on the counterpoint, this dude loves the golden hour more than most animes that I watch. And it's important to note that animes love the golden hour. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A lot of sunset in here.
1: Yeah. I
0: I would like to, like, offer a challenge to each of you. If you could, maybe I'm just stupid, but explain to me Rami Malek's motivation in this film.
1: (laughs) I don't don't think you're stupid. When
3: (laughs) when we left this movie, the part that, you know, I mean, Sarah's Daniel Craig super fan. I like Daniel Craig. Sarah loves Daniel Craig. But when we left this movie, the main thing that she just found unsettling was, like, Okay, so Raymond Malik was just in love with the 12-year-old?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You know I mean, that's basically
3: mean. what this movie is. He falls in love with a 12-year-old and, you know, is a stalker like 20 years later.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, it, you're right. It is totally creepy. But why then does he want to kill the rest of the world? He gets his revenge and he gets the 12-year-old. And then he decides, I just want to murder people. It feels very random. Yeah,
3: maybe he read some sort of percentage of the amount of people who are opposed to fucking a twelve-year-old, like morally, and he thought he would kill <laughs> off that
0: percentage of people. <laughs> <laughs> that that might be the darkest joke ever told on this.
1: Uh, but you know what? A legitimate motivation. I could actually. <laughs> it, it would make more sense than what they put in the
0: movie. Do we have anything else? Not really. This movie, it's fine.
1: It felt
2: very rock the rock when uh, Daniel Craig went out.
0: It's Man, just, that's such a long <laughs> nine minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: it's so, it's very soap opery. I mean, i heard, I figured you would have loved that shit because it was a lot of teary, like long I, conversations. I, it just felt so drawn out.
3: Oh, I did love the death scene. I thought the death <laughs> scene was dramatic. I liked that they did not give it away out, you know? So uh, I, I liked that part, sure.
0: It was, uh, this is strictly for Joseph, but. It was like Namek blowing up level of this planet will blow up in one minute.
1: And then eight episodes later, it's still blown up. Yeah.
0: It was insanely long. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, you know, honestly, I didn't really expect that we would like, you know, I thought it was going to tastefully pull out and watch the island get blown up from Madeline's perspective or whatever. But no, we watched Bond get incinerated. Right. I was not expecting that. Uh, yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. look i I think we've i think we've all said these things just just out of curiosity if we cut like 40 minutes off the movie and just cut that whole last arc i don't know how you you do your quick resolve but just ignoring that that part existed and you were at the fun level you were having prior to it do you think you would have a higher opinion of this movie
2: oh Uh for sure for sure, for me, like I yeah. said, I liked the first the first like forty minutes. I did, and like it, it's still better than Transformers. Like, I mean, it's just cool locations, cool like gadgets. Like, I like that plane that turned into a submarine. I mean, I'm ragging on it, but it, I liked it more than Transformers. It just yeah. it didn't make a lot of sense.
3: Yeah, I, I liked it a lot too. I, I enjoyed that. I watched it. I enjoyed everybody in it. If I'm watching the Craig Bonds again, I'll probably stop at Spectre.
0: Yeah, that's pro- why would you even bother with that? Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll stop at Skyfall. <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's tough. The, this movie, I think there were two better movies built into this movie, like yeah. my M premise. I also think making Blowfield the villain uh, would have been a better choice. And he still could have died in that same scene. Like James Bond gets to the island, expects something big, and then nope, turns out it was all just a ploy, and you're going to fucking die here. And Blowfield wins. Uh, right. Cut the last 40 minutes out, all the Rami Malik bullcrap. Uh, I think that's more interesting than what we got um, oh, damn. You, and both, both of those are better than Rami Malik. both seeds of the were in this movie and they don't deliver on either of them and they force Rami Malik down our throats um, Ooh, so it's hard to say wow, I would enjoy would it say more. It
1: like
0: that I say it like that on purpose <laughs> uh, so yeah I don't know yeah I probably won't watch this movie again
2: not for a while in hindsight, knowing our history with Bohemian Rhapsody, we should have known we probably weren't going to like this.
1: Movie. I mean, here's the thing: I don't, I don't, I don't actually hate Rami Malek as a casting because I hate Rami Malek so much, and so I automatically hate it when he's on screen. He's doing his job correctly, right? Uh, it's just not a particularly good villain.
3: He, I mean, you know, he's he's no better than Green and in no in, uh in Quantum of Solace, and everybody ragged
2: on that to death.
1: Hundred percent at well,
2: least dandy i like green was just like a fishy frenchman you know what i mean I mary mean, malik's like trying to be like a scarred i don't know
3: i agree i think green works <laughs> perfectly for that story i'm just saying a lot of people shit talked it it was like he looked like green and they were trying to pretend like he was i can't even think of his real name or the character's name anton sugar the fucking guy yeah javier, javier yeah, yeah, Bardem. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Bardem, yeah yeah it's a good point I, I like what you said, Hurt. I think he he probably was Doctor No at some point.
1: Yeah, like no, during this
2: during the were, screenplay, and, and and they chickened out. You know what I mean? And, and I I guarantee that comes out at some point because it, it actually makes sense.
1: What if What if that's why they never fucking say his actual name in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's
1: <laughs> a good point. It's on the cutting room floor somewhere. Right. Anyway, that's uh that's no time to die. Uh, you know, thanks, Daniel Craig. Yeah, it's been a it's been a rocky journey all the way through, but you know I can't imagine anybody else having done it.
3: I, I mean, can imagine Idris Elba. And, well, okay, that's a good point. <laughs> if that guy hadn't have taken over Bond when he did, I don't know how Bond would have worked out in the twenty first century. Hundred percent, hundred percent, totally a agree. Very different
2: thing. Before all we right. move on from Bond, uh, one, real quick, who would you, who do you want the next Bond to be? You know,
0: one actor. I mean, it you know it's a cop out answer, but I feel like Henry Cavill's the guy. Yeah, Henry Henry Cavill would be my pick, too.
1: I'm saying I'm saying Tom Hiddleston just to fissy it off. Also, also because I'm Uh, tired. I don't want a beefy Bond. uh, He wears those tight T-shirts in Skull Island. Absolutely not. (laughs)
2: God, I hate him so much. No, that would be I want anyone. I want Walter Goggins like you guys said.
3: before. I I was about to say that's my answer is Walton Goggins. (laughs) But also, I've said this before. I think after this, we should just do a new Bond every movie. If the discussion Mm. is always going to be who the next Bond is, then let's fucking lean into that. Like every Bond movie, a new Bond. It gives the, it gives the nerds more
1: things to argue about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. really challenges the continuity question.
3: Yeah. (laughs) At that point, I say fuck continuity. Everybody else is doing continuity. They're like fuck fuck continuity.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're totally right too. I mean, and they kind of did that with this movie for sure.
1: Yeah. All right. That's no time to die. All right. What have we been watching this past week, guys?
0: Uh, the only thing I watched of note is um I watched the Muppets Haunted Mansion special. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh and it's good. I mean, listen, it's not like Muppets Treasure Island or Christmas Carol good. It's just different. It's more of like in the line of the Muppet show kind of humor. It's very self-aware that they're Muppets. Uh, It's very self-aware that this is like a special on Disney plus. So I guess it's, you know, kind of maybe meta in that regard, but I think the jokes work. Uh, It's very family friendly. And if you're a fan of haunted mansion, I think you'd be a fan of this like a little bit. It's it it literally happens in sequence of the ride, except for the graveyard scene, which is kind of like the big ending number uh, happens first in this. But uh, like they do everything from the elongated room, they do uh, Madame Leota. Um, even at one point, the Doom Buggy shows up. They see the banquet hall from up above. They look down on it. It's all like Gonzo and whatever Pepe the Prawn. But yeah, yeah, you know it's better than Transformers. I think I watched it twice. It's good times if you like either of those things. But if you're a fan of both of those things, like I am, I think you'll enjoy it. That's Fair it. enough. All right. I can go next. I only watch one thing
2: and it's not even a whole thing. So I'll be quick. I am halfway through squid games on Netflix, Mm. which is like, yeah, it's Korean, I believe. Um, and it's, it's like a battle Royale talking about basically, you know, social commentary on like the class system and like poor people and rich people. Um, so far it's good. It's definitely like the hype show right now. So I'm sure you guys have heard about it. Um, I'm watching it dubbed and I don't like dub because I feel like it's just like they don't know how to translate like what they're really trying to say and they dumb it down to a degree um, so I don't know if I, I should I might switch to subs yeah it's pretty cool it's like uh 426 people and they're playing kids games for a big pot of money and you know it just gets crazy so if you're looking for like a crazy show it's well acted if you were a fan of uh Parasite I think that's a like an apt kind of what to expect coming into it, so I'm gonna finish it this weekend, and I will let you know next weekend, next show how it is.
1: Fair enough. I will say I I, I looked it up just for you. Uh, they do have uh, Battle Royale is on Amazon Prime and uh, and Tubi. I think I'll it, check it out. You should. You should
2: read the book though. I, I should you, tell,
1: I should tell you to temper expectations <laughs> about like quality of film production. It wasn't made for a lot of money, but it's still a good movie.
2: Okay, I'll check it out. No, I, I mean I love that book so.
3: Hurtin both of my things are basically going to be conversations with jones. Uh first thing, <laughs> what the fuck am i going to do for a year without ted lasso?
0: Dude, i didn't i haven't watched the season finale yet. I'm oh. i'm still behind, but Oh
3: my god, then i can't talk about it at all. I just have you know how positive that show is, right?
0: Yeah, well, i know one character how he's been trending this whole season. And based on everyone's reaction, I'm assuming it only gets worse than the last episode. It's, it's
3: such a fucking heel turn, man. I hate him worse than Joffrey. I hate him <laughs> worse than Gus Fring. He is the, he is the modern TV villain. And there's just an aspect of his physical appearance that leads up to a great shot in this. It's just so fucking good. And I'm so fucking angry. And Everyone out there in podcast land and the other two assholes on this podcast who are not watching it, just spend 10 fucking bucks and watch the best show on television. <laughs> yeah. Like, After- watch it so we can talk about this because I want, I've got so much rage I need to talk about
0: you know, I picked up on it at the start of season two. Like it felt like an immediate kind of shift and it's just gradually gotten worse. And I don't want to use the names because it's, it's right. like you said, it's such a heel turn from what this character is in season one. But even at the start of season two, I'm like, this is different. And then it's, it's steadily gotten worse. And then, yeah, from what I get, I haven't seen it, but every, it, the reaction is that fuck this guy.
3: Well, it also is just such a, it's such a parallel to the first season that the first season had like, this moment where Ted just unapologetically forgives a person without asking. And it's such an unfiction moment. It's something that fiction never does. And it's like the scene that defined the series up until this point. And this is just so great because he tries to do it again. And then sometimes someone's just going to be a fucking asshole. Yeah. But I'm yeah, I to watch it. Watch this shit. It's so fucking good.
0: So uh, what's the the other than thing?
3: Midnight Mass. I finally finished that shit. It's weird because we are a very non-political podcast, but I don't know if you can talk about this show without talking about politics.
0: No, the, the thing I wanted to add, which if Ian and Joseph, you're going to watch the show, close your ears right now. Do vampires not exist in this fictional universe? Because no one goes... It's a fucking vampire.
3: I'm assuming this is like The Walking Dead where where zombies don't exist. This must be a fictional universe where there's never been vampires. Because totally, no one ever says, hey, this seems a lot like fucking vampires.
0: Yeah, that that really kind of took me out in it, the back half of this show. Because I... it, they're even, you know, we've talked about like, or not we personally, but people have talked about how there's like real medical disorders that where we get the idea of vampirism from and they do that stick in right. this show, but they never go, man, this shit's kind of like vampires. That dude's got fangs and he's like biting people in the neck and drinking their blood and shit. Right. It me. really annoyed me.
3: Yeah, I can totally see that. Like it, it, it would definitely about halfway through. It's like, is anybody going to say vampire? You know, when like one of the characters becomes a vampire, definitely it's like, is this guy not thinking? Hey, I'm a fucking vampire. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's really annoying. But go ahead, sorry, go and say the political stuff.
3: Well, I, I was just going to say the first half of this really seems like you know it's just about a small town that industry is chewed up and spit out and how religion fills that void and the good and bad ways that works out. And then it's not even a horror show for like the first three episodes. And then like the fourth episode, it's a horror show, maybe the fifth. But then after that, it's just all about Trump. It's just a show about Trump. And uh, it's I mean, it's really fucking good. But man, is it a bummer? Yeah.
0: Yeah. The scene in the church at the end of, I think, the sixth episode, like it's not the vampire part isn't even the the gut wrenching part of that. It's people just willingly drinking the poison. Right, and, uh, exactly. Oof, man, and it starts with a kid like right? it's it's tough. That and scene was tough to get through. People burning down
3: buildings, having putting no thought into that might bite them in the ass is such a metaphor for today. <laughs> yeah. I I just, it's, just, it's so heavy handed. Yeah. But uh, one thing I, else I have to say in the last th- uh, minute I've got here, uh, this movie, the biggest bummer about this movie is that it was obviously Lost, Boy, Ru- Lost Boy's rules by that last line in it. You know, it was obviously, mm-hmm. if you, they would just kill the fucking main vampire first, everybody would have been fine. Yeah. All right, that's all I got. But yeah, that was a good show. I'm going to watch something fucking light tonight though.
1: Better
0: than Transformers?
3: Oh, definitely better than Transformers.
0: Yeah, uh, I just shat on it. It's a gr- it's a good show. Like, yeah. I really enjoyed it. And like Jay you said, it has a lot of like conversation on on religion, on politics, on just modern society through the lens of horror. But some things just really took me out of it in the moment. Right. Like no one's saying this is a fucking vampire. <laughs>
1: right. All right. Well, I don't have much time, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, s- spring. Winter, spring, and summer of this year gave us incredible anime, and fall anime just started, and it all sucks so far. So uh, I'll let you know if anything good comes out, but so far, nothing good uh, is worth mentioning that I've watched. Uh, So next week, we're doing Marvel's What If. Catch up, if you haven't, like me. Uh, But thank you guys for listening. Uh, Let us know what you think about the Bond movie, who you think should be the next Bond. You can reach up realphonies at gmail.com. You also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at and on Instagram at Real Thanks to Tech Evans for our, and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys later.
0: Later.